Hello, hello. Welcome to the Back Porch Podcast. I'm Corey Dempsey. And I'm Andrew Bean. This week we are here to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Kanye West. The notorious one. (laughs) He dropped his newest album, Donda, this past weekend after months of teasing it and doing weird listening parties and weird performance art pieces. Living in a stadium. (laughs) Living in a stadium. A lot of weird stuff, but he finally released it this past weekend and so now that we've had a week to digest it it is a big big album to digest we are going to talk about Donda and we are going to use this opportunity to power rank the rest of his catalog a kind of retrospective on his career and to help us with that is our main man Joe Donlin Joey how's it going pretty good pretty good thanks for having me excited to talk about Kanye there was many a time back in high school where we sat in your green subie out back and listened to many a Kanye album. I mean, that was that and 50 Cent was on heavy rotation in your car at all times. As it should be in a 90, what was it, 94 Subaru? I don't know. You're the one that owned it. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a great car. We, sp- we spent a lot of time in it that car. It was reliable. It was yeah. like you, so, you were the first one that had a car amongst all of us. So, yeah, it was, it was like our main like mode of getting anywhere it yeah. felt like and that and we were just talking about car surfing car I, surfing i believe that was on the subi so. that yeah <laughs> it's been car done sur- <laughs> car surfing and drive-bys with cap guns which you know that was that in was hindsight, bad luck. regrettable in hindsight <laughs> regrettable. <laughs> regrettable we shouldn't have done that for a bunch of white uh, kids in suburbia that doesn't have to deal with those sort of things yeah i guess it was kind of easy for us to laugh about it yeah asshole thing to do uh we sucked but we're grown now. We realize these things. To a degree. And as we are grown, we are going to be drinking a beer to go along with this podcast <laughs> because we're grown-ass men. Because we're grown-ass men at 11 a.m. Yeah. Nobody needs to know Saturday. that. Yeah. yeah. No, people need to know that. <laughs> people need to know the, the work that we put in for this podcast, and it requires drinking at 11 a.m. Uh, well, technically 11.30. What's up? Yeah. Fuck you. Like that's Re- Really hard work. That's what I'm about. Anyway, so the beer we're going to be drinking is actually another unified one. They just seem to, the brewery I work at just seem to, or shameless plugs, they, they just seem to make beers that uh, at least fit in or are somewhat themed with the episode that we are doing. Uh, the beer that we are going to be drinking is an Italian-style pilsner called Il Championissimo. I think I said that right. I don't know. I kept practicing it yesterday, and people were asking me how to say it, and I I may have said it a bunch of different times in different ways. But it means a champion of champions. I, I think it's some sort of bike reference, or apparently a snooker, which apparently snooker ch- a tournament that Corey has told me is apparently a pool tournament. Anyways, let's just drink the fucking beer. I guess we should say, I know I said it was the Champion of Champions and we went on that weird tangent, but there is a song called The Champion on Graduation. Yep. So. It's a really good song. That's at least sort of a, that's a good tie-in, right? That's better than most of what we've had. (laughs) It's certainly better than our fake movie Blood one. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about this most recent Kanye album, Donda. 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 Donda.
57 seconds of which are an intro track in which they do a Donda chant. Donda is, of course, the name of his late mother who passed away in 2007, Dr. Donda West. And this is a kind of tribute memorial album uh, remembering her. And so it dives into a lot of those themes as well as themes about Kanye's uh, relationship with his estranged wife, Kim Kardashian, as well as some of his mental illness. His mental illness, yeah. He's yeah. He's bipolar. Yeah, so it dives into a lot of really heavy topics, and it does so in a very, I would say, meandering way. Uh, Joey, what was your reaction to Donda? Um, I thought it was really long, and uh, <laughs> like that's that makes it yeah. a little inaccessible to a lot of people. I I think the criticism of it, I, I feel like I've heard a lot of criticism of it. I think it's a little overblown i don't think it's like his worst album i think there's a lot of good bangers on it um you know and uh just like the the production in general i found to be very interesting and i don't know well well mixed is probably the the right way to say it but it doesn't necessarily flow the best it kind of i don't know it lingers way too long and like things just like you know sometimes you, you just get a little bored with it but if you have you know two hours to spend, it's not the worst two hours, I think, in, in my mind. I could find a better way to spend two hours. I could certainly find a better way, but like, you know, Joey, I think a lot of your points are valid. I think, you know, the production is very interesting. I will give it that. It kept me on my toes in a way that like I wasn't sure where it was going to go. And so it was an interesting journey. Honestly, the biggest problem I had was the the lack of editing that it seemed, it just seemed like a data dump of like, here's everything I've been working on. And there wasn't a lot of flow. It seemed unfinished. There are a lot of moments in the record that I'm like very, very excited about. Like I really enjoyed off the grid. I think junior is a really good track. Uh, the first version I could do without the Ty Dolla Sign verse. Uh, so I just like the first one with playboy Cardi. So there's a lot of moments, but then there's just, an equal number of them where I'm just like, why am I still listening to this? What is, what is happening? Where are we? That's how I feel about this. The like latter half of this, when we start getting into the part twos, like for, so I think, I think you guys basically said anything that I would probably say about this album. I think the only thing that I would add is the part two. Like, I don't just, which one did you want? Like, did you want this version of it with this, you know, this verse, or did you not want this version with the verse? Like I just, make up your mind please like just someone he needs an editor like i know that's that's sort of what you said but someone needs to be like okay Kanye, great job great job i'm gonna take this away from you now okay we're gonna cut this one this one actually don't even tell him because i feel like that wouldn't be very easy of a discussion so yeah yeah well, i mean that's basically what happened is his label just like he wasn't done but his label was just like you're gonna tinker this thing forever so we're basically just gonna put it out and that's like a lot of the controversy back and forth about like why yeah. it is unfinished and it, you can feel it I think when you're listening to it especially as you get into the last like eight songs it's like there's a lot of filler here that we could have just you know condensed yeah like rid of. you could totally tell like especially with the uh the gentleman that like is leaves a message or the voicemail thanking Kanye for what he did for his father Larry Hoover Jr. Larry Hoover Jr. Like that that whole portion, you know, it, it was cool the first time, and then it happened again. And I'm like, what? you 
you you literally just didn't even like check to see if that one was still there. Like you just literally, I thought like maybe this guy was gonna like leave him a different message and like say something, you know, add on to what he said in the first time. It's like no, it's it's the exact same thing. Like we're just repeating it, and that's that's the part that I just. I don't get so now I'm even more curious as to what the conversation was between Kanye and his label and manager or how many different channels each had to go through but uh I'm actually kind of surprised to be honest that there's a slight aside that he doesn't have like the autonomy just to do shit on his own like I feel a lot of artists we listen to do I I think to that point also is I I would commend Kanye uh for putting out something that is so different and really doesn't have any like clear singles on it no um, i mean maybe in, off in like the a uh, hurricane or off the grid probably i think to a certain extent right. like off like a major label you know it's like i just feel like there's so much safe shit out there right now and like to put out an album like this where it's like like i said not very accessible to like the masses mm. i i just i would say that's commendable is it the best album Nah, not not really but it's exciting i'd say in, in a way like kind of to Corey's point where like you said you were wondering what was coming next. That's kind of how I felt throughout the whole album. Like you just didn't know. You it could have been anything coming up on this next track, and unfortunately, it became a little monotonous and boring. Yeah. You know, throughout it, but it was you know different. Commendable is a good way to put it. It's a good pat on the back kind of moment. Like Kanye, you did it. Look at you. It's two hours participation no. trophy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Joey, I mean, I think to your point, he's he's done this for a long time now, where he's put out records that don't have clear singles. I'd say everything since my beautiful dark twisted mm-hmm. fantasy, the singles on those records are not traditional singles. Like even monster from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, everything on Yeezus, like they were all super weird, super bizarre playing with song structures that were non-traditional, but they still had a mass appeal to them. That was very pleasing it wasn't just weird this feels a lot of times like it's just weird for being weird's sake and it's because he didn't have someone kind of pulling him back or guiding him the way that like rick rubin did with yeezus like having someone there to kind of like guide the process of a very creative very all over the place mind is very helpful i think and that's why that's why I find those records to be just as interesting, but much, much better. I mean, yeah, I kind of agree. I think there's a cohesive message, but it's disjointed in terms of just sort of like almost almost in a way from track to track. Although like it does sort of have this, what's the word? Um, not biblical, but like very sort of religious tint to it, as I think we're going to get probably from here on out from Kanye. But yeah, it's just it. He does play around with song structure quite a bit, which is always impressive. Like that's one of the things that I truly love about my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I, I, I always think about that, especially when you mention that, is just how parts of it are just so chopped up and we just go from, you know, different one thing to the next, whether it's this sort of, you know, beautiful chorus down to like going right back into the beat kind of thing. Like he, he does those things and he still does it on this, but it just feels like it feels a bit all over the place in some instances, but it still has a cohesive message in terms of, you know, I think throughout. But I don't know if I've ever heard an album that's over an hour where I wouldn't say there's just like, you know, filler tracks, you know, just boring parts, things that are not interesting. It's 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 just too long. And, and like the albums that you're describing, they're concise. They're, 
they put all all of the ideas into a smaller area mm-hmm. and that just makes for you know in, a more interesting listen as you go through um where it's not spread out and there's no waiting there's no waiting for that next part my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is an hour and eight minutes but like it is interesting at all times but that's a full 40 minutes shorter than this album like that's what this could have used it could have used 40 minutes being cut just cut out all the part twos no one needs the baby no one needed him yeah. like you no literally... one wants him that's like part of the biggest criticism it's like why do you have the baby and marilyn manson on a, on a track yeah and because fair because the baby's here to make some sort of point about cancel culture like w- dude you made homophobic comments there are repercussions for these things it's just pure provocation for provocation's sake and i'm not into it it's he does a lot of produ- provocative things i think there's a there's a sample that he uses in black men in paris where you know he takes it from blades of glory and it's just like nobody knows what it means it's provocative that's kanye west's career in a fucking nutshell but like there's provocative and then there's provocative for provocative's sake and this is just like why i don't get it i think you just said provocative in like five different ways uh so as a way to transition to our main discussion we are going to power rank all of these albums where in Kanye's catalog, does this fall for you in terms of a ranking? It's going to be the wrong word to use, but you know how, like, sometimes there's just, like, parts of the ocean that just trash is just kind of, like, swimming around in? Yeah, the Great Pacific garbage thing. Yeah, we're in there, I think, kind of with this one. <laughs> it's, it's sort of where I'm at with it. It's, it's hard, right? Like, because there's a noticeable drop-off at a certain point for Kanye, and it's just been a lot of that. Life of Pablo you know, is a bit of an exception, I feel like, out of it, out of all of it. It's one of those things where it's like, I think this is what we're to expect from from Kanye until he starts getting his life together, if that makes sense. Once he stops referring to his bipolar disorder as a superpower and starts, like, getting the help he really needs. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I, I like the idea of, like, owning your mental disorder and saying, like, that is what makes me me, but, like, also, it feels like he's not really addressing it in the proper ways. So, you know, I would, I'd like to see that. I don't know, Joey. Where, where is it at for you? So he has what twelve albums that we're considering Kanye albums, right? I have thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so thirteen minus four, so we're at nine. That's that's where it's at I ha- for me. I have it at ten as well. Um, so we're right in the same zone. Let's get to it. We're gonna rank all these albums, and what I've done is I've tiered them out into a bottom tier, a second tier, and then the top tier. And together we are going to figure out how we want to rank them. So it's um, you giving us your tier, or your tiers, where you think these albums lie, and we're just going to kind of, we're going to kind of give us our thoughts, I guess, exactly. whether we think they, they belong in this tier or whether we could push them up to an upper or potentially lower tier. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, that, right. That's exactly how I'm this just, I'm just I'm just laying it out completely, I guess. And then we'll decide on like the actual place. So mm-hmm. the bottom tier, which I've entitled No No Thanks Kanye, has three <laughs> albums. It is 2018's collaboration with Kid Cudi called Kids See Ghosts. I have that bottom. It is his 2018 album Yay. And it is his 2019 album Jesus is King. I don't really care for these albums. I I think Jesus is King is the top because it actually has a song that I quite enjoy. Oh. Um the other two don't have a single track that I actually enjoy. <laughs> what song do you enjoy? Yeah. Uh, whatever the second one is. 
Oh yeah, that actually it's pretty good. Yeah, Sulla. I like. I I, I was listening to it um at when I was opening up yesterday during work. I wasn't hating the whole album, but my 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 coworker was like, "Please turn this off." It's actually Follow God. That's the one that I quite like. It's uh, it has a really good beat. That might be what I was thinking of too. I I mean, whether I mean, track. I I messed it up. We're talking about the bottom tier here. The No Thanks Kanye. I I get that, but I didn't. I didn't hate. I thought about killing you. Everything else on Yay. I'm just like, I. What are you? What What's happening? But I kind of liked. I thought about killing you. I I didn't hate Yay either. Um, oh, I didn't say that. Well, I I said that. I guess <laughs> I didn't hate Yay. I thought it was it was better than I expected it to be. Um, and it's it's short, so it's an easy listen. So I very I don't easy know. listen. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. I wouldn't put. I guess maybe that's the only one that I would take out of that tier and maybe put in the next tier down, but it's just like, it would be very much on the edge for me there. The, the fact that the best things that we can say about Ye and Jesus is King is that they are very short at under 30 minutes. That is telling, I think. <laughs> and that's about the nicest thing I could say about either of those albums is at least it's not an hour and 48 minutes. I mean, maybe Ye is a little more self-aware in one in one instance because there is a track called yikes which we could all just be like kanye yikes <laughs> this guy this album yeah there's one more that i would put in that tier actually and which I'm one surprised that you don't have well should we get to the next tier and yeah. then maybe you could do you want to do it that way or do you want me to tell you what would be in there and then i'd say let's me. move let's along get, let's get to the next tier and okay. then you can you can tell us because so we're all in agreement cool. though like these deserve to be in this tier yeah, except maybe yay for me, but... Oh, all right. It's fair. But it's close. It's on, like, the line. It's on the line. <laughs> all right, so the next tier up has two albums occupying said tier, and I've entitled this one... It has moments, but it's definitely not a classic. This is where I have Donda, because, as we mentioned, it has quite has a few moments. It has I moments. quite like Off the Grid. Jail? I think it would be... Jail's quite good, I like uh, the jail. first one. Right. Um, we can right, yeah. ignore any of the part twos. We'll just take <laughs> the part twos out. Uh, so, yeah, it has some moments. I think it would be hard in a nearly two hour album not to have some moments. But, you know, here we are. So I have Donda in this tier. And I also have uh, Kanye West's compilation album, Cruel Summer. Mm. We're counting this, even though it's not technically his album, but his fingerprints are all over this thing. He is on nine of the 12 tracks. So we're going to literally it. called Kanye West Presents. I think so. Yep, yep. And so I have that in this tier. It has a lot of moments. I absolutely love Mercy. The Don't Like remix is fucking phenomenal. Um, but it's definitely not a classic album, but it has a lot of bangers on it. Dude, the song Click, I love that song. <laughs> I can get down to that song all day, every day. Corey, how do you feel about Click? I don't love Click. You it's ain't messing with your Click? No, I I, I'm, not, I'm not fucking with Big Sean's Click. It's not for me. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. Like, it's it. Like, I could give a shit about what the lyrics are. It's just for some reason, just that sort of like click, click, click. I just love that. I can nod my head to that all day. Yeah, I listened to this album the other day in a run, and um, it was better than I remembered. And I think actually, it's like reinvigorated my love for Pusha T more than anything. Right. Because every track on this that he's on is just a banger. Like he's he's so good. Love Pusha T. Yeah. I love everything that Pusha T and Kanye have done together. Pusha T's verse on Runaway, maybe one of my favorite verses just ever on that album in an album full of great verses, but we'll we'll get there later. Um, Mm. 
Joey, what else do you have down here towards the bottom that I'm leaving out? <laughs> yeah, because you have it in your top, apparently. Um, oh. 808s and Heartbreak. I don't like that album. I have it in the top tier. I can understand wow. why it would be in the bottom. Um, I really enjoy 808s and Heartbreaks. I can't pick out like individual songs. What I love about it is both what it represents in terms of Kanye's career as well as as like you know what you were discussing before is like experimental and he's experimenting and doing something non-traditional i feel like this is the album where it marks a clear difference from like early on what he was doing this is just traditional songs and bangers and then where he transitions to different song structures and really playing with it 808s and heartbreaks is the beginning of that and so i really respect the album and i really like the album um, it doesn't hit the same as the rest, but I do have it in the top tier for significance sake. I think 808, uh, like, I mean, I, I I agree with Joey to a certain extent, actually, because I don't like the album. I do think it has actually a, a few really good songs on there. Obviously, I love Amazing it. with Young Jeezy. I it's love, I like Amazing. I, so I love Heartless. I like Robocop to a certain extent, but what I will say, kind of saying, kind of going off what you were saying, Corey, is... This has to be this is this is like the 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 noticeable shift. This is the shift. This is where everything turned for Kanye. Where this is where it went from as you kind of said those bangers to basically just let me experiment. You know, I think like it, you needed this album to get to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. So I think that is one thing that you can say for 808s and heartbreaks really with that. That's definitely true. Um I never listened to this album until today, so um, <laughs> uh, it just didn't. Transparency it's, it's is outdated. Nice. I would say that's more than anything. Maybe like in the, in its moment, and yes, I, I totally understand where it is in his discography and like how that made it from you know graduation to you know oh, my it's beautiful a distance, huge change. Fantasy. I think yeah, yeah. It's um, it definitely is the progression you know showing through there, but it's just boring. It's just boring. It's just like everything's slow, all auto-tune mostly, and it's just, I don't know, kind of nothing is exciting on that album for me. That's fair, but also because you didn't listen to it in the moment, it definitely shifts the thing. Because I agree, it doesn't, it doesn't hold up in the same way, but I remember thinking after this album came out that like, his career is going to go one of two ways right now. And either it's going to go down in flames because this is the direction and it's not going to be great. Or he's going to use this as an opportunity to really explore, explore more creatively. And he took the latter route because the next two records, next three records really were all incredible. Yeah. I think. Yeah. With 808s and heartbreak, like it's, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't have the albums that came after this if not for that that shift and and you know was this after someone said it was a breakup with amber rose when did his mom die it's both it's it's his breakup with amber rose rose and this is the immediate aftermath of his mom passing away so there's that's a huge a lot of emotion going into this record that's a huge you know that's a huge change you know in, in your life and then to be able to kind of go in the direction that he did so it's kind of it, it's kind of fascinating to have those albums sort of represent that that change and the impact and just sort of what was going on in his life happen in real time essentially is what we're sort of experiencing with those albums. Can should we have it at 8 then? 
I think that's fair enough, right? I don't know where we are in the numbers. I'd put Donda above it, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I would put Donda above it too, actually. I'd agree with that. All right. Well, our bottom tier, because we are about to get in the top, it is Kids See Ghosts, Yay, Jesus is King, followed by Donda, 808s and Heartbreaks, and Cruel Summer in some order. Maybe we'll figure out the order after. But in some order, that's the bottom. I'm comfortable with that as of now. I'm comfortable with it. Uh, Cruel Summer, I would actually maybe bump up a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I did. I mm. I think it holds up. I think it's the whole way through. Like, it's a, you can listen to it all the way through and like every song. You, right. Maybe you don't love every song, but you like every song. And it's, it well, it, it feels like everybody's competing for best, like, posse track. Sure. And um, it's just great that way because it keeps it interesting. There's so many voices. There's so many different flows, styles. Um, so I, I like that a lot about it and the production is actually, they're all kind of like bangers. So mm. it's, it's fun to listen to. I would have it at the top of tier two or the bottom of tier one, which basically is the same thing. Yeah. But that's me personally. I forget what your tier two is. So yeah, that works for me. <laughs> that's the, yeah, wait, it had a really long title. There's a couple it has ones. moments, but it has, it's not a classic. There it is. Oh, wait. So there's only three tiers, right? Yes. All right. I'm following now. Yeah. Good. Good. We're here. <laughs> we out here. All right. So let's get to the top tier. This is where the majority of our discussion is going to take place. And the top tier for me has seven albums. And, you know, I think there are tiers within tiers within that because I also think there's two that stand above the rest. But I don't know where you guys are at. So. I don't know. This is the inception <laughs> version of I feel like a podcast is what it is. Exactly. It's anyway, a dream within the, a dream. The seven remaining albums are... 2016's Life of Pablo, 2013's Yeezus, 2011's Watch the Throne with Jay-Z, 2010's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, 2007's Graduation, 2005's Late Registration, and 2004's College Dropout. Now, what we need to do is organize these. I think these are all great albums for me personally. I think there's a pretty clear hierarchy but they are all great in their own right. So, Beam, let's start with you. What do you have occupying the number seven spot with these seven remaining albums? So here's the thing. This is where I would actually swap uh, Cruel Summer with Life of Pablo. So Life of Pablo, if we, if we were going to at least just go in this tier, Life of Pablo is at my number seven here. I think it has great moments. Which actually, I guess, sort of sounds much more like your second tier. So it has great moments, but I don't think it's a classic. See, I originally had it in the middle tier when I was just thinking about it. But then I re-listened to it, and there are just so many moments that I couldn't keep it in just it has moments. Like the opening five songs, Ultra Light Beam, Father Stretch My Hands, Part 1 and 2, Famous Feedback. Like, just my goodness the opening of that album and i i agree that it slows down from there but real friends is probably my favorite song on the album i love no more parties in la 30 hours is really fucking cool so it had so many moments that i kind of elevated it above that middle tier for me joey where where are you at with life pablo uh yeah i think the more i listen to it the better it gets and um i totally agree with you i think the thing about this album it's probably his most exciting album like it is everything is like 
it doesn't feel like a cohesive album in any way but it feels like every track is like keeping you on like some sort of edge of like where's this going and um i'd say i like that about it i think he had really good guests on this one um like the chance verse on like ultra mm. light beams very good mm-hmm. um Agreed. but you know i i think i do usually shut it off somewhere in the middle it's very long it's another long album and i think that's kind of where like he he condensed a lot of his best songs in the beginning and then as it goes on you kind of lose that no joey i completely agree with you i think that he did front load this album and so the beginning is very very good and i could do without the last really half but the last half still has some songs so i wish it was just like more edited it and he just brought some of those tracks made it like 10 13 tracks that's kind of the sweet spot and you know bring real friends into that front first half of the album but it ha- but for me again it has so many moments that i think it has to be top tier i think you can make a whole album of its best moments and it would be very good so like if you just made a mix of like the best songs on this it would still be like probably like 40 something minutes and it'd be an awesome album but here's the problem though is that that's not what we have we have we have the life of Pablo, and honestly, like I think also too, kind of back to what we were saying about, or what I was saying and going on about with 808's heartbreak and heartbreaks is, um, this is kind of the shift where everything just starts going downhill. Like life of Pablo, I think like the, like we were saying, like it definitely has a lot of great moments, probably more than I'm giving it credit for, but this is where it's like he it's just like what's he's losing it at the, he's slipping Kanye's slipping after this one. Like, cause then what's the next one? Yay. Like, wh- like, what do you, what do, and then kids see ghost and then Jesus is King. And now we have Donda. Like it's a slight uptick if we're looking at it sort of on a graph, a line yeah. graph. I would say this is the most similar record to Donda though. Yeah. And the only problem the parallels is Donda there. has less good songs. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm just saying he's like kind of maybe regaining his footing. Maybe not. Someone just needs to beat her to help him. I don't know who that is. Yeah. But I think I could compile like a very nice EP from Donda. Maybe not a, a full album, but you could probably get like a good 35, 40 minutes. But doesn't that say a lot about Donda then? Uh, <laughs> that does. you could create an yeah. EP that would be like 15 to 20 I, minutes I could, long? I could name probably like six or seven songs I like off that album. It's 27 it, songs. Long. I understand that, but some of them are part twos of the same exact songs that I would probably list. So. <laughs> Which is what I'm upset about, but whatever. All right, so should we have Life of Pablo at seven? Does that seem like where it should live? I'm fine with it, actually, because I think both of you, um, and I think if anything, sort of, I agree with you, Corey. I, 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 should, I, I like that's why I said in terms of whether I was giving it enough credit. Those first five tracks are really good, and then kind of to to Joey's point, it meanders. It just goes off. That's where it becomes Donda. At least we just don't do it for another fifty minutes. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that too. I'm good with it. All right, so Joey, what of the remaining ones should we have at six? Um, at six, I would go late registration. Hmm. Um, I'd probably go actually late registration and college dropout in a row here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I, I think those are more straightforward, typical, you know, I would say early two thousands rap albums. Um, so there's not much experimentation. They're very good for their time. They still hold up. Uh, some classics, absolute classics on those albums, um, but a lot more like singles and things like that. You know, it's that's what it, it, you can play a lot of these songs on the radio. Um, it wasn't as exciting for me 
uh, especially on re-listens um but would i revisit these songs yeah absolutely and do i have them on playlists yeah sure that's they're they're great songs but you know they're not necessarily like as experimental that i like i just have a different maybe flavor of my rap that i like um and that flavor would be something more in the uh creative and experimental realm and that's why i kind of lean more toward his later work i also have these at six and five but i have them flipped so i have college dropout at six and i have late registration at five so let's just talk about these together and we'll kind of figure out at the end what belongs where uh given all of our rankings so let's just start with the first one beam what do you love about this record what is kind of missing from this record what's your overall thoughts on the college dropout College dropout. I mean, obviously, it was sort of our introduction with Kanye here to 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 a large extent, but kind of songs that have held with me over time. I think is what is missing for this. I don't think it has a lot of songs that I'm always going to be like that I can really recall from from uh, College Dropout. So I think it's missing a bit of that in terms of like. I mean, it's it's a very solid album. This isn't trying to knock it. It's just like in terms of its staying power for me. You know, it's not one that ever sort of sticks out. It is, you know, it's just it, it, it's there. It exists, but it's very it's very good. Like when I put it on, I'm enjoying you know every minute of it. But it's not one that has like a bunch of standout tracks that I can recall about. Con- it's not when I'm talking about Kanye tracks, and I'm like even saying like ranking Kanye tracks. This isn't this doesn't really kind of in there. You know, maybe it's him finding his footing or whatever, and it's him just sort of starting out when it comes to like because he was more of a producer before you know really becoming like a straight up like you know rapper yeah i mean he made his career by producing four tracks on jay-z's blueprint that's like when he blew up so he did like heart of the city he did uh h to the izzo like he produced those tracks and then you know he always really wanted to be a rapper so he used those production credits to kind of get his name out there and start rapping and they finally gave him his chance on the college dropout And, you know, to me, that's kind of where the college dropout is and where it belongs because he hasn't found his footing as a rapper yet. He has some very good moments, um, but he still has a lot of, like, really immature, not very clever moments that are, like, supposed to be funny. Like, there's one line where he goes, like, I always had a PhD, a pretty huge dick. Yeah. And, like... That's that's a teenager line, dude. Yeah. Um. It, it doesn't have any nuance. It's just like, eh. I, it's kind of funny, but I'm laughing at it instead of like with with yeah. which a lot of his later jokes like I'm laughing with. Um. So I love this record. I think it has a few like classic Kanye songs. I think All Falls Down with Selena Johnson. I think um, Jesus Walks, Jesus Walks is yeah. absolutely incredible, and I love the Last Call. I had never heard like an outro track like that where they're just like telling a story over a really dope beat. I like um, that so a I lot. Love Last yeah. Call. Um, so it has a lot of really classic Kanye songs, but I agree with you being like, this is not the one that comes front to front of mind when I think on his back catalog. Like I usually go to tracks off late registration or, or graduation when I'm talking about like early Kanye. Slow jams. Um, so I also really like too. with the, you know, I, I like that one a lot. That's, that will always be a, that one will play in my head. I do like how they put Twista on a song called Slow Jams. Yeah. It's just, it's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Joey, what are, what are your thoughts on College Dropout? So I actually just realized, like, 
literally right now why I like it better than late registration and it's because of the song Gold Digger. I I actually like I have like flashbacks from that song because mm. when I went to college at Stony Brook, my roommate used to get like super high and um he would just play music really loud, which was fine because I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Um, but he left, he left his music on, and that song was on loop for some reason. And he locked his computer and just left. And it was like eleven o'clock, maybe like midnight or something. And I was like, ah, oh, I kind of want to go to sleep, but Gold Digger's just playing <laughs> super loud right now, <laughs> and I don't know really how to turn it off. I didn't want to touch his shit. I didn't know when he'd be back, you know? Yeah. And he didn't come back for like hours. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, I think that so kind of scarred have gold me a little bit here. PTSD. Yeah, pretty much. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> Um. But I don't know. I I do like college dropout. It's tough. I guess they're like you know. 6a and 6b for me or 5a and 5b Mm. whatever you want to call it i do like college dropout maybe a little bit better just because i feel like it was getting a little bit more commercial in late registration you know you get like adam devine or adam levine on there no adam devine's fine i kind of want to go with that isn't he the guy from workaholics Uh, yeah Yeah. he's the guy who's in a pitch perfect it's it's also the same guy but it was adam devine but devine is even better fair enough yeah so like the the fact that i don't know it just felt like it was aiming more for like singles in in a way um where college dropout felt more like a classic like you know just true rap album you know you get your buddies on it uh talib kweli um i can't remember who else is on the album but it's just kind of fun and like you know um a lot of classic tracks i do like the first uh track we don't care i think that's a good like it kind of gets you into it like a groove um with the kids singing and stuff so that's fun too so i also think this was a peak kanye skits the whole college dropout yeah the whole bit where he's like (laughs) but i can count up the change in your pocket very fast that whole skit is hysterical and i still think about it all the time the I, while I don't like new workout plan, the workout plan skit before is hysterical. <laughs> I like new workout plan. I don't know why. <laughs> Beam, we both prefer late registration. So why for you does that one particularly stand above? Like what are you, you, you mentioned how college dropout doesn't have the tracks that really come front to mind. So when you think about late registration, what are the tracks that like stand out to you? Well, all right. So first off, I just kind of want to address the whole commercial viability of something or just like something being too commercial or me I gotta own up or own my title as being the king of mediocrity I don't mind things that are meant for the mass populace I guess to a certain degree so that's kind of why I sort of enjoy a lot of these songs now the experience that Joey described same thing happened to me with Band of Horses kind of like their stuff as well had a roommate that just left it on locked her door to her room and it was just the same four or maybe even two tracks couldn't listen to that shit anymore. Never listen to Band of Horses again. So I guess I don't have that with something like Gold Digger, but I fucking love Gold Digger. Because that's it. That is a banger. The Bernie Mac intro, you know, obviously you had it on College Dropout, but the one for late registration with Wake Up Mr. West going right in to Heard Him Say. I fucking love Heard Him Say. I love, you know, Touch the Sky just sort of with like sort of the brass sort of sample that you got going on. I don't know. I love I love the skits throughout it. Drive Slow is one of my favorite tracks from Kanye of all time. Oddly enough, I really love that song. Um, it's just got just sort of this really kind of ominous 
Yeah, just a real ominous beat that, like, I don't know, just just for some reason it, it creates a serious vibe. Uh, crack music, fucking love that song. Diamonds Are Forever. I think that just, it, there are, like, I guess you could say it's, like, full of bangers, but, like, in terms of an album, this just felt so complete and was a great, you know, like we were saying, he was trying to find his footing as as a rapper in late, re- in uh, sorry, college dropout, late registration. I think he found his footing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that this is the record where he started to find himself as a rapper. And, you know, Diamonds from Sierra Leone, the remix with Jay-Z, he like kind of keeps up with Jay-Z. Jay-Z still beats him, but, yeah. you know, he's, he's there with him. Drive Slow, he keeps up with Paul Wall and with... Uh, who else is on that one? I can't G- recall. But GLC. He keeps, GLC. He keeps up with the game. Like, you know, he's not beating anybody, but he's keeping up with them and he's holding his own. So, like, he's starting to find himself as a rapper. And I think the commercial appeal of this record and just the absolute force that it was, this is what cemented Kanye West as, like, who Kanye West would be for a the rest superstar. of his career. As, like... Exactly, an absolute superstar. And, you know, for me, deservedly so. I think Touch the Sky is one of his best songs that he's ever written. Mm-hmm. So I really like, I really love Late Registration. You know, I have it at five and College Dropout at six. Beam, I think you have it the same, or do you have Late Registration even higher? Oh, Late Registration is higher for me. Late Registration is at three for me. Huh? Okay, so six for Joey, five for yeah. me, three for you. I'd say it should probably live at five. It sounds like that's where it's going to be, and I'm not, and I'm not going to argue with that too. Like this is the thing. It's like we've had more contentious discussions when we've done like retrospectives on like say directors or whatever before, but like in the top five category, yeah, late registration. That I know for me, that is a personal bias kind of thing where like I could put that on. It's comfort food for me to a certain extent. But I also think that speaks to how good of an album it is. Yeah, and I think for me, what Late Registration being at five and really all of these seven albums in the top tier, I think it just speaks to how great Kanye's catalog is. Because I think any of these records, maybe Save Life of Pablo, all those top six are like classic albums to a certain degree. I I I can't argue with that. Yeah, a lot of really great records from him. So I'm going to put forth number four. I think it should be Watch the Throne. This is his collaboration record with Jay-Z. For me, I have it at number four because it kind of falls into the category of Life of Pablo in a way where there are probably four or five skippable tracks for me, but all the rest are just absolutely incredible. And... I do love the through line of the entire record and the thematic exploration that this record is because, you know, on the surface, it's this very luxurious, glamorous, like opulent album. But at the same time, it's exploring, you know, kind of some of the inherent racism, of what it's like to be a very mm. successful, rich black man. And so I really like that it has kind of a dual meaning lyrically and a dual exploration going on. Um, with tracks like Black Men in Paris, you know, that song is like the mission statement of this record and everything you want like kind of falls into that. Um, so Watch the Throne for me is four just because it has a lot of skippable tracks, but I think it is an absolutely incredible album. Where do you guys stand on Watch the Throne? Watch the Throne is three for me. I, when it came out, I was 
reluctant to listen to it and i was drawn in and just like loved every second of it and i i think it's just a lot of what you said and i i do really appreciate the way they flow together and like the just you know they'll like start sentence end sentences and then start sentences with like kind of the same lines um and they do that throughout the record it's not even like just one or two tracks where they're like kind of interweaving you know their their the way that they flow and the way that they rap uh their lyrics all of that stuff it's literally like every song it's not just like it's not just like a record full of oh kanye has a verse and jay-z has a verse it's like an actual collaborative record between the two of them. And I just love that about it. Yeah. Yeah. Joey, to your point, I think we got to have it is the perfect example. The way that Kanye comes in on his verse and he's like, L O L O L O L O L O white America assassinate my character. And then Jay Z's verse starts with what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, where my money at. And like, they do that same thing where they're following kind of the same cadence and then they, you know, shift kind of go their own direction, but they, they've clearly planned out everything so that it is a true collaboration. Um, and I, I really do dig that. It's not Kanye record featuring Jay-Z. It is Kanye and Jay-Z together. And it's two people at the top of their respective games doing this really incredible, really ambitious project to me. I think that, I think you need to also point out too, to a certain degree, because this, this wasn't really going on like this in terms of like the duo or sort of the, you know, rap group almost to a certain extent. And now you're kind of seeing, I think, more of it as of late. Run the Jewels being a very, I think, successful example of that in terms of like a true collaboration as opposed to just, yeah, like, you know, it's one person's album. A lot of great tracks on this one, though. Like Otis, I love that song. I love that sample so fucking much and the way that's just sort of cut up. Like, it's just it's just fucking perfect. You know, Welcome to the Jungle is, I think, is a really another great track. It's It's got a lot of great tracks on this one. And I agree that it kind of reached sort of life of Pablo status where there's some skippable ones, but it's up there, man. This is this is, this is is a great, great album. Kind of to your point, like, about Run the Jewels, I think there's a lot of similarities between Run the Jewels and, um, you know, Jay-Z and Kanye, the way that mm-hmm. they, they interact with each other. And one of the bigger things to me is that they're both kind of talking about the same things in different ways. Like the lyricism on this album, mm-hmm. um, like Jay-Z is going to be a little bit more blunt about it in your face about it. Kanye is going to be a little bit more, you know, like, you know, joke, jokey, not, not necessarily subtle. He's alluding to it. He's, he's alluding yeah. to a lot of things. Um, and I, I just like the way that they still are able to intertwine those, you know, things and like, you know, kind of like I said before, have like similar lyrics to start and end things, but then talk about it in completely different ways, but the same subject matter. And it's really, it's really neat that way. No, that's a skill. Like that's a really important thing to point out because that's something that Run the Jewels, because obviously with Run the Jewels, you're talking about people with two drastically different experiences in terms of their backgrounds. Uh, You know, with this, it's just like, I think a big part of it too is just how they complement each other. Like I know I kind of mentioned before, I don't know if it was sort of, what we would consider off air during our discussion here, but you know, I don't think that Kid Cudi, at least on you know, Kid See Ghosts, Kid Cudi and Kanye complement each other that well at all. In that, it kind of seemed like they weren't really paying attention to what the other was doing. Man, it's a, it's such a solid record, and 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 you would have liked to actually. I wouldn't have minded seeing another one from them in some sort, but I don't know if that would ever happen. No, I don't think it's gonna happen. But 
it's just it's just collaboration in its purest form and taking everything that's great about Kanye and taking everything that's great about Jay-Z, both legends, and putting them together and really capturing it. And, you know, they perfectly use other collaborators that they bring in, like Who Gonna Stop Me with Mr. Hudson, um, Lift Off with Beyonce, the two Frank Ocean songs. Mm. Like, there's just a lot of great features, and it's just, you know... It's not the peak example, but it, it's one of the peak examples of how great Kanye is at bringing in collaborators to add to tracks and how they elevate songs. I I think that's a good point, but I also think and and, and I and I kind of wish we discussed this or I had mentioned this sort of at the beginning of this discussion about Kanye is listen there we've been knocking Kanye for a few different things on this, but the one thing that I think he deserves the most credit for. We're talking about a guy who is a bona fide superstar. What? He's got like a billion dollar net worth, right? Something like that. It's like, so it's absurd. Yeah. yeah. So he says, but like, I wouldn't, would I dispute that? Like in terms of what he's built in terms of an empire, whether it's music, fashion or whatever else he's involved in. Like, I don't think so. I don't think yeah. I could argue it. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm not in touch with his finances, but you know, but it'd what, be hard to argue. Kind of the point that I'm trying to get at is what the man deserves credit for is not just the collaborations that he does. But the spotlight he puts on on rising artists, or even people that maybe were, you know, the, to him might have been legends or were big influences, and he gave some shine to, you know, in that category, I would give Pusha T. Like, he was in clips, but then, like, you know, I think when he kind of got hooked up with Kanye, he became a bit, you know, the more relevance was kind of given to him. Nicki Minaj on Monster, like... Nicki Minaj, I think, would have been probably successful either way. But once she was on Monster, she fucking took off. Um, I know there's others, but, like, the one thing that I think Kanye deserves the most credit for, if we're just kind of on the topic of collaborators, the guy is just very much willing to give shine to the people that are on the rise in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's always in service of his music. It's never just, like, throwing someone a verse because it's always going to make his music better. Like... But he makes you know, them better, like, the, in return, too, because they, they a lot of them will admit that in the studio, how he's able to push them. Yeah, and bring the best out of them. Um, we'll get we'll get more to that, because I think his peak collaboration is also his best record, mm-hmm. so I want to talk more about that. Sorry, fair enough. Um, I, I thought that was at least a moment but, to mention about. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get there more. Um, so were you comfortable with Watch the Throne living at number four? Yeah. I have it at four. Joe, you have it at three. Beam, where is that for you? Um, I would say four probably for me as well. Uh, I think that's exactly where it sits for me. Sounds good. So we'll have that at four. Joey, what's number three for you? Well, for- Watch the Throne was number three, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll then I'll do it. So, right. <laughs> Do you want to say All my right. number four is Graduation? Okay. All right. Graduation is my number three. All right. So, yeah, we flip. Uh, it's, that's fine. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say Graduation just thinking about the two of those records next to each other uh it just felt like a um a little bit of a safer record but it's certainly the best of like the college series i guess you'd call it um and every track there's really no skippable tracks on that record Mm. like i think it you you listen to that record front to back pretty much drunken hot girls is the only yeah, skippable one for me. I, I um, but like otherwise, that. I, I kind of like that one. It's man. not that one's yeah, so weird, but I like it. Song. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. It, and you can you can tell he's starting to play with like some of these like uh, different like more emotional things, and like he's starting to like get into like not 
get out of just like typical 2000s rap and like start to like really think about like all right what what can i experiment on um yeah that's that's where this pushes it over the edge for me a little bit more um so i would say yeah number number, i'm I'm cool with it being three but it'd be my number four i i fucking love drunken hot girls to be perfectly honest but uh (laughs) just because it's so fucking goofy but um because I actually, so I had to write a review or almost sort of decide a winner because there was the bet between Kanye and 50. Was Kanye really that involved in it or was it just 50 trying to like talk some shit to hype up his album? If anyone remembers that 50, point in time. 50 was more the driving force of this whole thing. Yeah, because I think Kanye's like, right? sure, yeah. like we can release our album on the same day. I'm going to dwarf you or I don't give a fuck. But it was like, yeah, whoever has the better selling album the other has to retire and clearly graduation did not only better in record sales but just was significantly better in terms of just as an overall record um so i i kind of have that connection with this album but i agree like there's just not many sk- there's there's no skippable tracks to me on this i i think it's i think it's a fantastic album yeah i mean joey what i love about it is what you mentioned is that this is where he really far starts to explore like emotions and really starts to get introspective in his lyrics he started a little bit on late registration but like he's really exploring the trappings of being famous on this record and doing so in a way that is pretty introspective and kind of surprising um given kanye's public persona and how you know he often seems kind of out of touch but it is his introspection on a record that production wise is so massive like just these absolutely huge tracks mm. like good life but on a song Flashing like good life he's really exploring yep. these ideas of like what is this quote unquote good life um so i really like that about it i like the juxtaposition of how massive the production is and how introspective a lot of the lyrics are mm-hmm. yeah can we all agree that we when you hear can't tell me nothing you think of zach alfanakis just farming now yeah now that you mentioned that again yeah i forgot about that that was such a That's good fucking pictured. video yeah it's outstanding and also can't <laughs> tell me nothing is a great 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 song it's a great track like, that is also in kanye's quote-unquote hall of fame in terms of songs yeah it's just funny that's like it's also like one of his hardest songs and to be that like hard and like heavy and then have zach alfanakis farming it's just oh my god love it genius fucking genius all right so it seems like we have a consensus two and one and for me this is what i was referring to when i said tears within tears Mm. like these are the top two that are like these two are masterpieces to me I think number two is Jesus. Number one is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy for all of us. Would we agree? Oh yeah, yep, 100%. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So these two albums are masterpieces. I have Jesus at number two, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy at one. As do we all. Let's start with Jesus. I remember the first time I heard this record, my mind was blown. Yep. I was just like, "What the fuck am I actually listening to?" And I didn't love it at first because of that. But as I listened to it more and more, it started to resonate more and more and gradually became one of like exact exactly the second my second favorite Kanye record because I was just like, wow, what on earth is happening? I dude, I completely agree because 
number one, a lot of the music that I listen to, and I think it's been kind of obvious on this podcast, is a lot of heavier music, you know, angrier kind of music. And this somehow tapped into it. It just was like, this felt like, and also at the same time, it felt like angry Kanye. Like, this dude, like, was just fucking fed up with something, just whether it was attention, just, you know, just sort of racial situations in America, that sort of stuff. It, it could have, it, it felt like it could have been something where it's like Kanye could actually be saying some shit and could, you know, maybe be a voice on the subject, which we've later come to find out that no, can't, nope. Not when he put the Keep America Great or Make America Great Again hat on. But, like, no, this this album was just, it was amazing. Like, you know, you had something like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which was this great experiment that became this sort of masterpiece, a work of art. But then, bef- you know, after that comes this album, and it just was just sort of, or not after that, what was that? After that was Watch the Throne, correct? Yeah. But then you had this, and it was just like, because I think you kind of saw a little bit of it in the production of uh, Watch the Throne of what kind of came out of um Jesus but like Jesus just felt like this was his punk album kind of in a way like this was his punk rock record I was just thinking this is his hardcore album yeah, yeah it's right like, yeah <laughs> like um I don't know he, he he definitely he comes out right away sounding pissed like yeah on site like he just, Dude. It's, he's just like he's mad he's mad about something there was like a lot of criticism coming his way at the about. time i don't know what it was because it just seemed to always be happening but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but oh my god this yeah there's no skippable tracks like literally i i used to i think there were probably months where i just would like put on this album and just listen to it all the way through this is on in my car all the time yeah I yeah, just, I love it, and I, it's almost his most re-listenable because of that. Like forty minutes, it's nice, it's, nice and concise. It's concise. It's it's compact. It's it's it's, t- it's tied in a bow. It's delivered to you just perfectly. Almost right. It's upbeat. The beats are great. Yeah, like, um, phenomenal. And um, yeah, it's just he's pissed off, and you want to hear what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, to your point, the production is so massive, but so abrasive at the same time. And this is like, this is the experimentation that started on my beautiful tar- twisted fantasy taken to the extent of it without going completely off the rails like it did in a lot of ways with the later, with, with the later albums. And, you know, I mentioned before because he worked with Rick Rubin, I think that was a huge influence on like, all right, here are the ideas of the record. Here's what we're going for. Here's how to keep it to a, a cool 45 minutes with 10 tracks and still get all the things that you want to do out of it. Um, so the abrasiveness of the beats, the absolute bile in the lyrics on something like new slaves, new slaves is like one of the most pissed off rap songs I've ever mm-hmm. heard. And I yeah. absolutely fucking love it. Yeah, I'm it here for is it. incredible. Dude. I mean, Corey and I, we saw him at governor's ball on this and that performance was intense. Like we weren't even that close. We were, we were, we were looking at it from afar, but it was, it was intense. That was awesome, dude. When he did Blood on the Leaves, yeah, <laughs> and you know it starts out all haunting, and then the beat just drops with the horns, like da 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 da, and like holy fucking shit, it just blew the goddamn doors off. And we were outside. There are no doors. There's no doors. It blew off the doors. <laughs> Like, dude, it, like, you could, you, th- his anger and his intensity was, like, palpable in that performance. 
that's and 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 for some reason this yeah like you said this is his hardcore this is his punk rock record like this is this is the one where he's getting in your face he's grabbing you by the back of your head and like just like almost like screaming the lyrics at you and if this could have been the direction that we continued to head in and what evolved out of that that would have been great it's just unfortunate what we got but yeah i fucking love this album i'm, I'm glad i'm actually like kind of surprised but also very ecstatic that this is also everyone else's number two. So this is it. it I'm, I'm. I think the phrase is it, because I'm getting older now. Please, this punch um, about that. <laughs> Jesus, that's definitely a dad way to say it. Yeah. Holy <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, the first time I heard "Blood on the Leaves," though, that like literally got chills. Like that yeah. that song gives me chills. Um, just fucking love it so much. Um, the other thing that's interesting about this album, and I just realized this kind of looking through the track list, not many, if any, features. Right? I think this is kind of a very, like, Kanye album. Yeah, that is a very Kanye. good point. Yeah. There's a couple additions. Like, I think Chief Keef shows up on Hold My Liquor for, like, a brief moment to, like, add some vocals, but it's not, like, a featured verse. Yeah. There's kind no, of, like, featured verses. It almost felt like this one was, like, knocked out in a real quick session. And this is this is what we got. It was just like Kanye just went off. I mean, if Lil Dicky's Rick Rubin episode is anything to go off of, then like, yeah, it's just an explosion of like put it all out there after a meditation session, which is like how Rick Rubin does apparently work. Like he's kind of mythical in this way. So I, I have no idea, but it really does seem like it was just like quick, a creative explosion. And then boom. Don't. Yeah, I, I've never collaborated with Rick Rubin, so I can't really speak to it. <laughs> we should get involved with Rick Rubin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I watched that episode, I did text Joey that I want to take ayahuasca and go on a spiritual journey led by Rick Rubin. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm very much into it. <laughs> Whatever his process is. I want to do that, but oh, I want to do ayahuasca. That'd be fun. As, that 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 would be interesting as shit. No, all right. Only if Rick Rubin is my uh, Sherpa, Sherpa, so to speak. <laughs> I, I just don't want to be in a floating chamber or whatever he was in. So, oh man, I love floating chambers. I, Corey, do, I do that. What I do that in the ocean, and it's just oh. delightful. Oh, I was like okay. I thought he started doing like the floating, like the deprivation tanks, but apparently not. Corey, well, th- let's no, just let's do ayahuasca and go to a deprivation tank. Let's do it. Like what? What's what's stopping us other than me having a child? What's stopping us? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> access to any of these things i, I don't know <laughs> i could get my hands on some ayahuasca okay Deprivation that's not true check, no i think more <laughs> i can get my hands on dmt but not ayahuasca i think the uh, darkness of my mind in those corners that i don't want to explore is what is uh, stopping me but maybe that's what i need yeah i've seen you when you smoked real weed it's not pretty it's no it's not great it's not what you want <laughs> All right, so let's get to Kanye's number one album here. It is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. We've been talking about it in very glowing terms throughout. I think it is an absolute masterpiece front to back. I think this is where he started to experiment with song structures. I had never heard a bridge in a rap song before until uh, Devil in a Blue Dress, and he has kind of a guitar solo, but it's like a weird synth guitar solo, and he was just doing things on this record that I had never heard before. And this is the peak collaboration, bringing in people like Bon Iver, bringing in incredible rappers like Jay-Z and Nicki Minaj on Monster. I, I just, I, there's just so much that you can say about this, but like also what can you say about it? It's an absolute fucking masterpiece. Like 
this is just an incredible album. It's one of the greatest rap albums ever made, I think. It's a complete and total work of art. This is up there as like one of the best albums of all time. I mean, there aren't many albums where when I walk into, well, number one, albums that have this sort of treatment, but where I walk into a bar and they're playing it on loop, whole album through, and that that is the reason I'm going to stay at that bar and get blackout drunk at that bar and buy everyone drinks at that bar and not remember it the next day and have to check my credit card statements. Yeah, it's a legit thing that happened. We walked into the Quintessence in Albany, and they just played it on loop, and we were going to leave, but then we were We like, had a lot of other places we, we were going to finish listening to this record. <laughs> and then they started playing it again, and it's like, well, we can't leave now. <laughs> <laughs> we're back in it. I want to I wanna hear all these songs again. I I want to hear it go all the way through again. I mean, I mean, this changed the course of Bonnie Bonnie Bear's uh, career. I don't know. There's there's not not a lot of hip hop albums can really be compared to this one. I would yeah, I would almost say none can be. It's like it's a journey all the way through. Like literally, it just takes you through a trip that you just want to go on. And I just I don't know from the literally the first track all the way to the end like I, I just don't skip songs i don't shut it off like no I, I, I there aren't any I, I just feel like i can't and um yeah i can't really say much more than what you guys have already said i i really think this is a masterpiece like it's never going to be replicated um and it was ahead of its time and it still is i think what i appreciate the most is the song so appalled only just because like everyone else does their verse and then Jay-Z gets up and is the only person I feel like that actually says he's appalled out of the entire group of people on that track. <laughs> I actually thought that So Appalled was my one skippable track. No, it's not. Um, but then I tried to skip it and I was like, shit, this just ruins the fucking flow of the album. God damn it. <laughs> there is no skip. Like, you can't skip it because it takes you out of it. And it's like, I, I tried to pick, like, a favorite song and then I just chose every song because there's I, I could not like pick one like there's so many great things about so many songs like devil in a blue dress I mentioned how like there's kind of a guitar solo in the middle of it I'd never heard that before runaway is oh my goodness and the push a T verse on that song yep. and the intro with the off place piano chord and then monster with just the pure just insanity of Nicki Minaj's verse mm-hmm. and everyone else's verse Blaine. on that too yeah everyone goes super everyone hard goes on hard on that, on that track except for Rick Ross but he also doesn't he has like two bars it's not even like why verse, is Rick really. Ross around I just don't understand his existence I'm sorry <laughs> only I loved him on devil in a blue dress though <laughs> yeah, sure but I, I, whatever and I love blame game I love hell of a life like literally every song I I there's not a bad one mm-hmm. no there's not I mean this is I, I don't know I don't know if I've met a person who says that Kanye that this isn't Kanye's best album. Have you? Have either of you? Has I, I got to believe we've all had discussions about this. Yeah, no, I never have. Uh, not anyone that's actually listened to Kanye, I guess. No one that not matters. Not anyone whose opinion that I actually care about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, some some person might tell me Graduation is his best record, but then I'm just like, you're a dullard. <laughs> And then, it's a great yeah, record, but it's certainly not his best. Then your response to that person is, what did Five Fingers say to the face? <laughs> if somebody told it's me Jesus, like I, I wouldn't necessarily say you're you're stupid. But No. no I mean, if I someone think... said Jesus, I'd be like, okay, 
You I have can an argument. See it. If I squint hard enough, I can see it. But like <laughs> my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is just oh my goodness. What what an album. I, it makes me now just want to listen. I'm just going to listen to actually Yeezus and my dark twisted fantasy for the rest of the day today. That's that's my weekend on actually. Loop, yeah. yeah, on loop. Like it's fuck it. I like Kanye. I have a very fraught relationship with that gentleman. But god damn it, those albums. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone at this point has a pretty fraught relationship with him. I think that he's. What do you mean? He's the he's the musician and the artist that I have the most conflicted relationship with. It's like there's so many things that I dislike about what's going on, but you've made two of the greatest albums I've ever heard. So like how much can I really, I, I, I'm not going to stop listening to those albums. Like you almost, they're absolutely incredible. You almost sigh when you hear that Kanye dropped a new album. It's just, oh. yeah, Here I got to go. listen to it. I got to yeah. listen to it. Maybe he'll recapture the magic of those two records. Like, and it'll be another absolute masterpiece. When but. do we stop? When do we, when do we learn? When do we learn that in this abusive relationship that we are in with Kanye to just stop? You guys, I'm I, not going to. <laughs> Donda's not that bad. I just feel like it's not that bad. Like, not to the point where I'm like, I just I, need to stop listening to this person altogether. I think it's actually the album. We're like, well, maybe he's changed. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Donda has the moments where it's like there's a glimmer of hope somewhere in there. Yeah. It's just like, get him back together with Rick Rubin. Get him out of the Wyoming situation. I think that's what Dave Chappelle tried to do. They had to fly Dave Chappelle. Like, we need his help. Dave, (laughs) set him on the right course. Dave couldn't do it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, so what do we think is next? Like, what what will be the next project? What will it be like? I hope he gets help. Maybe he's getting help. I don't know. I shouldn't speak like that because I don't know. And maybe Donda was at least, like, him kind of trying to. Maybe it is, right? I'm now echoing exactly what I didn't want to say that I was going to do, but maybe he's calling himself back to creating something else. Because what is going to be next? It's kind of the almost same thing that we'll say about Kendrick. Like, what the fuck are you going to do next, right? I mean, it's it's the genius and what is going to be their next work. What is it going to mean in terms of their legacy? Are we going to further it? Or are we just going to remember what the past was with them and just continue to call them a great artist because of those albums? You know, I would hope that we're going to see something great, but I think the problem and the thing that we probably should learn by now, it's completely unpredictable as to what's going to be next with him. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, you know, genius is a word that gets tossed around a lot and applied to a lot of people that I don't think deserve it. But I think given that Kanye has made two masterpieces, genius is appropriate for him, but it's a genius that has been unchecked for quite some time. And, a genius that is uh, going through some things personally, and I think that's affecting his creative output. Um, so, you know, selfishly, I hope he gets help so that he can put out another masterpiece record. And, you know, just on a personal level, I hope he gets help so that he's living a better life. <laughs> I think next for him, I think a good progression for him would be to get back in the production game rather than trying to keep putting out solo stuff, which I know he's been still kind of doing in a way with like some of those like um, good music kind of records mm-hmm. that he was like when they were doing like basically EPs or whatever they were. Yeah, maybe team up with like some some more up and coming artists, but just really be behind the 
the booth, you know, and like it, his production, we all talked about it. It's still really great on Donda. Like it's like the yeah. production is is where it's at there in that record. It's exciting. There, it's I I thought it was well mixed, not necessarily edited great like together, but you know if that's a rushed record, and he was like, well, I'm, if I'm gonna rush it, I just want to put out everything that I had and just kind of throw it all together then you know maybe that's what happened there and maybe that's why we we didn't get his best product uh because he was under too much pressure from his label or something oh, i don't think it was rushed wasn't he like date wasn't he like previewing these songs for like the last year i don't know if he had more time to think about it and like cut it down and then put piece it together in a logical way that might be a better spot for him but i don't know that he would have done that yeah. I, feel, I feel like he was going to keep all these things the way that it was i don't know why yeah I don't know. It it uh, does feel Joey, I agree with you. I think that, you know, Westside Gun actually started talking about this, how he's just gonna be like the executive producer curator. He's not gonna put any more like solo product projects out. Um, he said he's gonna do like two more and then that's it, and he's just gonna do this executive producing lane. And I think that's a great lane for Kanye, honestly. Like we talked about how he has a tendency to bring the best out of people, at least on those, you know, on, on my beautiful dark twist fantasy, certainly. So, you know, if he can start to do that for people, I would be really excited about it. And, you know, does he need to make another album? No, he, he's, uh, he's good. His place is as solidified. As, yeah. I, I don't know, but I think that would be an interesting and good lane for him. Yeah. And how, like he's, He's getting up there in age too. Like, how much longer can we be listening to like a fifty-year-old talking about what he's talking about? Like, it's not. I'm not gonna. I don't know. It's not as believable an, anymore, and you know, it's it's not as relatable to the younger population. So to like kind of have him take his talent back to the booth, um, help you know young up-and-coming rappers with like you know what their subject matter can be. Um, but also kind of give them like that production value and stuff like that. I think that would, you know, add a lot to his legacy. I think he needs to take some time not thinking about himself and thinking about other people and thinking about other artists and what they need to do in their records. Yeah. So, so that's what I think he should do. That's not what he's going to do though. (laughs) He's going to do exactly what he's been doing. Maybe not though. I, I, for whatever reason, am holding on to this glimmer of hope for Kanye. Somewhere there's going to be a turn, maybe. I hope. I, I kind of hope he he does kind of stay with, with what he's doing. And oh. just because it's always going to be something we can talk about. It's always going to be something that's like... Oh, you just want him to provide us with the tabloid, Father. <laughs> man, maybe. I mean, it's exciting. I don't know. It's just like different things to just like really think about and, and watch how it come unfolds and like i don't know i just like i i find it like to be a his life is a spectacle cultural you know <laughs> aspect to kanye west it's it's more than just the music it's more than just him yeah so that's my last question is has he just become a performance artist and this has all been like a five to six year thing oh that's happening in real time and like we're just <laughs> being played I almost want the answer to be yes. Yeah. But I like, have this, a feeling it's very much no. Like when Joaquin Phoenix was a rapper. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I like, don't. Is this just a performance art thing and we don't know about it? And then we're going to find out that like, hey, I've been messing with you guys all along. I'm actually great. 
Um, <laughs> I just don't think he changed enough from what he was originally, though. Like, if he was doing that, like, lean into it more, maybe. So what and, he should like, have done is grown out, like, a, a strong, uh, like, a long, scraggly beard. Like, if he's and doing grew that, out he's his hair. very believable as, like, this is just your life, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think that's a real thing, but, like... It's not outside of the possibility because it's been so absurd for so long. It's absolutely true. <laughs> like it's I'm like the you bringing that up, my wheels are now turning. I'm like, oh wow, wait. But then like there's like a really larger voice inside of me going, no, 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 no. He's just he's he's this is Kanye. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, so we set out to make an hour and forty eight minute podcast. <laughs> To match the length of Donda. And we couldn't do it. Yeah. It's an hour, 36 minutes. Like, we couldn't even... And th- there's probably stuff you're going to cut out. Too, no, this so. is... Yeah, and this is, like, this right here, like, this is... We got a, we got the last track. We have the 11-minute track left yeah. for him. Yeah. This proves it's way too long. Jesus is Lord. Like, I don't... Yeah. We didn't Or Lord Jesus, there. whatever it's called. I, I, I really wanted to do it, but we couldn't quite get there. That's okay, though. Um... You know, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really genuinely loved my last week of music listening, just Kanye West purely. And I went it I went through it in chronological order first. So I really enjoyed the beginning part of my week more so than the last part. <laughs> and then I created a playlist just with all of my favorite songs from every record. And then that was just on repeat. And I was just like, man, Kanye, Kanye really has some great stuff. It's been it's been quite a week of music for me. I mean, yeah, it's 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 sort of a similar deal. I will I will admit, I got the text from Corey. Let's do a Kanye retrospective, and I immediately rolled my eyes because I'm like, all right, now we got to talk about this motherfucker. Like, but you're going through his catalog. It's like shit, man. Like, I I gotta not let my recency bias completely taint the legacy this man has built. Yeah, I I think it's been a really fun listening experience but also it made me you know reappreciate or maybe appreciate like life of pablo more yeah like, i really had to think about these records and to like think about these records i had to like you know consider like what he wanted out of them and i yeah i'd say that that one in particular elevated in my mind and uh i'm excited to listen to something non-kanye can't wait but uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite the week. <laughs> Not the new Drake album because no, that one I uh, might okay, just. I'll skip that. I'll take a nap. Yeah, is what I'll do during it. But I'll skip the next oh. half of it. I only. Yeah. yeah, I did listen to half. So. Yeah, that was the only non-Kanye album I listened to this week, and I got through about ten songs, and I was like, man, Drake, I miss you. Then you went back to Donda and just started flipping out, right? No, man, so I went good. to Turnstiles. Glow on, <laughs> everyone, check out Turnstile. It's so good. All right, so we got to get out of here. You can follow us on Instagram at Back Porch Media, on Twitter at Porch Back Media. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Once again, tell us what you think. Hop on our social media and tell us about your favorite Kanye records. Tell us about, I mean, I don't, can you tell us about them and disagree with us? Because I feel like you can't. And if you do, I'm just going to kind of be like, you're dumb. (laughs) Maybe, but you know what? My only advice to those people, if they may have a, they may have a different outlook on this. They may have a different opinion. You know what? Good for you. Because there are leaders and there are followers. But you'd probably rather, rather be a be dick a than a swallower. swallower. <laughs> so Nailed. just keep Nailed that in mind, everyone. Killed it. Wow. 
Joey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, let's get out of here. See y'all. Later. Later.